Morning, y'all. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, June 23rd. On this date, in 1868, Christopher Scholes and two others received a patent for a machine that would revolutionize communications, the typewriter. On this date, in 1888, history was made at the Republican Convention in Chicago. Abolitionist Frederick Douglass received a single vote from the Kentucky delegation. That made him the first black candidate to have his name placed in nomination for President of the United States. Benjamin Harrison would end up winning the nomination that year. And here's your Friday trivia question. On this date in 1989, members of the group New Kids on the Block nearly got themselves thrown out of a California hotel. What was it they were accused of doing? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's see what Mother Nature has in mind for your weekend weather over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Desk. Good morning, everyone. Meteorologist Chris Holtzman here. We already saw a few inches of rain this morning. More activity will develop, especially this afternoon and evening. Anything that develops will likely be slow moving, so localized flooding will be possible. We'll see temperatures this afternoon in the 80s with the clouds and activity. And there's your temperature forecast once again. So another wet day, but we're trending drier for the weekend with temperatures near 90. But future Tracker shows into the afternoon. There's that redevelopment of that activity through 2, 3, 4, even 5 o'clock. And then a few isolated storms are possible through midnight. For tonight, we'll see temperatures near 70 degrees. And then that front eventually moves away from us as we head into the weekend. That's on our seven-day forecast, which has temperatures near 90 degrees over the next week. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. New this morning, a Georgetown man is dead after a shooting near a gas station. Georgetown police say they were called to the Money Saver gas station on High Market Street shortly before 1 a.m. At the scene, officers found a man with a gunshot wound in the parking lot. The victim has been identified as 37-year-old Reginald Green. If anyone has any information, they are asked to contact the police department. The Dorchester County Sheriff's Office is investigating a shooting that left one person hurt. It happened last night around 945 at Willow Trace Apartments. That's on Windsor Hill Boulevard off of Ashley Phosphate Road. Deputies say one person was hurt in that shooting. We're told they're in the hospital, expected to be okay. The investigation is ongoing and so far no arrests have been made. In Charleston County, an investigation into a crash involving a pedestrian is underway. Charleston County deputies say that crash happened on Highway 162 near Scott White Road around 9.15 last night. The pedestrian was taken to the hospital with serious injuries. It's unclear if the driver is facing any charges. A Beaufort County 13-year-old is facing charges after leading deputies on a chase in a stolen car. It happened throughout the Bluffton area. Earlier this week, deputies assisted Bluffton police in tracking down a stolen minivan from Hilton Head Island. Deputies tried to pull that van over on Palmetto Bluff Plantation, but the teen sped off toward May River Road. They tried to stop that vehicle with spike strips, but the driver just kept going. Deputies say they reached speeds of 80 miles an hour. The driver then turned into Gaskin Road with just two tires left on that van. Deputies say the van eventually came to a stop, but they did have to chase down the boy with bloodhounds. The 13-year-old was turned over to the Department of Juvenile Justice and is now facing several charges. 
Wow, crazy story there. Well, some Goose Creek residents are without a home this morning after a fire broke out behind their home. The Goose Creek Fire Department was called a little before 4 a.m. yesterday to reports of a structure fire in the 400 block of Annette Drive. Officials on scene saw flames coming from an attached outbuilding behind the home. They say an initial investigation shows the fire started in the laundry room. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. The Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office says a man is facing charges after an incident involving two dogs. 63-year-old John Glover Jr. has been charged with ill treatment of animals and animal fighting and baiting. On June 13th, deputies were called to Wood Street after reports of a dog being attacked by another dog. After reviewing some security video, Glover is believed to have encouraged his dog to attack the other one. The video shows a sleeping dog on a lawn before being attacked. Deputies say if Glover is convicted, he faces up to 10 years in prison and a $5,000 fine. The Charleston County Sheriff's Office is refusing to release the jail calls of a suspect in a deadly crash on Folly Beach. And now because of that refusal, Live 5 has filed a lawsuit against the Sheriff's Office. Jamie Komorski is facing felony DUI and reckless homicide charges after being accused of crashing into a golf cart on Folly Beach. That crash killed newlywed Samantha Miller and hurt her husband and two other people. The Sheriff's Office previously released the calls to the Post and Courier. Live 5 requested those same calls a few days later, but the request was denied. The sheriff's office claims the denial was made because council and other interested parties raising a concern that similar record release would materially interfere with the administration of justice. The sheriff's office claims the release of the calls was a mistake and are asking the paper to send them back. Now, the lawsuit alleges the sheriff's office is in violation of the Freedom of Information Act. Live 5 will now head to court in an effort to gain access to that information requested. When asked for a request for comment on that lawsuit, the sheriff's office released a statement saying, quote, we believe the law is on our side and we look forward to defending our position in court. We're learning new details related to the Charleston County School District's new superintendent contract. According to the two-year contract, Dr. Eric Gallion will be making $275,000 a year, making him the highest paid superintendent in the district's history. He's set to get a 2% raise every year after. The district's former superintendent, Don Kennedy, was being paid just over $245,000 a year. Gallion will also get benefits, including a car allowance, along with a $10,000 relocation amount and a housing allowance of $3,000 for the first three months. Gallion is slated to start on July 1st. Well, if you are a high school graduate or simply looking for a new career opportunity, we might have just a thing for you. Yeah, beginning this Saturday, W International is hosting its welding and fitting event where you can take classes and get paid to attend those classes. Yeah, it's a pretty cool concept. And our Alicia Wimperly was able to see the site and tells us what the training program has to offer. It's the second largest building in South Carolina, and on Saturday, it'll be home to hundreds of people looking for a new career. 
Around 200 to 300 people show up that are interested in exploring a career in welding or fitting. This Saturday, W International is looking for weld students. No experience necessary, no previous training necessary. They will take you through a 12-week curriculum, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and they'll teach you how to get your certification to qualify to do professional welding. Since it is a training program, they want to make sure students are able to get to the facility. Students in the program are paid $14 an hour. After you finish getting your certifications, you move from $14 an hour to $21 for welding. For fitting students, students will go through a four-week program starting at $14 an hour, and once certified, they'll transition it to $22 an hour. W International Chief Administrative Officer Michelle Fowler says with the program, you get out of it what you put into it. Getting some experience is the only way that you're ever going to know if this is for you. So this Saturday event gives you that opportunity to go under the hood or to explore more about what is a fitter with W International. To find a list of requirements, you can head to our website at live5news.com and click under this web story. We'll have all that for you and more. Reporting in Berkeley County, Alicia Wimberly, Live 5 News. The state's Department of Health and Environmental Control has announced federal funding will soon be available to support community violence and intervention and prevention programs across the state. The CDC says South Carolina consistently has ranked in the top 10 states facing uh, the highest gun-related homicides for the past 20 years. This federal funding will go towards programs with the ultimate goal of reducing violent injuries and gun-related deaths and aim to target youth in the communities facing the highest burdens of these tragedies. Now, the agency will start receiving grant applications on June 3rd, and the deadline will be August 8th. And to further the push to prevent gun violence, the North Charleston Police Department is joining other low country organizations to host a first of its kind festival this weekend. The Gun Violence Prevention Festival will be this Sunday at the North Charleston Riverfront Park. The event is working to promote peace, safety and unity within our communities. There will be a lot of guests set to give speeches at that event, including North Charleston Police Chief Greg Gomes, as well as former Police Chief Reggie Burgess, State Representative Dion Tedder, and many others. And ahead of that festival, North Charleston police officers will be in the Saddlebrook community today. It's part of the department's second annual community gun awareness event. You can stop by between 4 and 7 to speak with officers, all while munching on some free food. The long-awaited opening of the International African American Museum is finally here. The museum leaders, along with folks at Morris AME Church, held a worship service last night to open the weekend of events. And Summer Hector was there and shares with us the excitement around the museum and the sermon last night. The main message of the sermon last night at Morris AME Church downtown Charleston was celebrating the opening of the museum, but also a reminder to people to let this museum tell stories of African-American culture, the good and the bad. Don't let the museum be a one-time visit. A museum is a living institution. We have not even procured all the things people got in their houses and their barns. But come see what our people went through. Another speaker last night was Bishop Samuel Green. He says this museum represents strength coming out of strange and hard places in history. 
a museum nearly 20 years in the making. It will show the culture and history of African Americans from Africa up until now, present time. Reverend Howard John Wesley preached the sermon. He came from Virginia. His message mostly about keeping history alive. That was the message from really all of the speakers last night. The purpose of having this museum in Charleston, they say, is being storytellers. Now, the International African American Museum officially opens to the public next Tuesday, but on Saturday, there is a community dedication watch party. That one happening at 10 a.m. at Marion Square in downtown Charleston. Sure to be a fun and exciting weekend with all activities preparing for the official opening of the museum. In Charleston, I'm Summer Hector, Live 5 News. At the top of the show, I said members of New Kids on the Block were almost thrown out of a California hotel on this date in 1989. The reason? They were caught throwing Kool-Aid-filled balloons at guests. Not a great way to make fans. Celebrating birthdays this Friday, Knott's Landing actor Ted Shackelford is 77. Former American Idol judge Randy Jackson is 67. Actress Frances McDormand is 66. And actor Melissa Rauch from The Big Bang Theory is 43. Thanks for joining Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Stephen Artery, in for Katie Kamen, and I'll talk to you on Monday. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.